Welcome to Don't Do Disney. Without us. My name is Daniel. And my name is Zach. I don't know why I laugh when I say my name. Why is it? Is it is like a weird thing. It's like, <laughs> my name is Daniel. It's a very funny name. It's a very funny name. Uh, anyway, welcome back to our little show. I have no idea what episode this is. What is this, nine? Sure, we'll go with nine. Sounds good. Uh, it's our little show where we talk about all things Disney, uh, the parks, the movies, Disney Plus, everything except sports. We're going to talk about sports. But you know, if this isn't episode nine, you know what someone could say? What? Nine. It's uh, a German joke. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's that's the level of humor you can expect from this Look, podcast. Look, my favorite ride at Magic Kingdom is the Jungle Cruise. Absolutely <laughs> no one should be surprised by that joke coming out of my mouth. <laughs> that's true. It's like the backside of water. Anyway, uh, bleh. There we go. I got to wait for this theme song to end. There it goes right there. Uh, okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the things that are coming up this week at Disney. Uh, and then we'll talk about some things in general. And then we'll close by giving you our heroes and villains of the week. That's the way the show works. And uh, let's just dive right into it, I guess. I don't know. We, we took a trip just recently. And I'm, I'm having a very hard time getting back into the swing of things. It's like uh, I'm still kind of... We took a 33-hour whirlwind trip uh, from... Here from Florida to Atlanta, Georgia, flew in, uh, did a concert, flew out, and uh, it's just, it's been all discombobulated. Discombobulated? It is, because we took Friday off, so I'm like, wait, today should, I should be working today. Today should be Monday. No, we have to yeah, work tomorrow. So. Uh, unlike you, I don't hate my job, so I'm looking forward to working tomorrow. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about the things that are coming up this week in Disney. First of all, I'm sure, unless you are living under a rock somewhere, you are aware that AP and DVC preview dates for Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind have been announced. Uh, the AP previews are sold, well, all of them are sold out at this point in time, but the, the DVC one sold out within 10 minutes? I mean, to be very fair, they only had two dates to choose from. No, hold on, hold on. No, I think it was the D23 ones that sold out within 10 minutes. I don't know how fast the DVC ones sold out. Uh, because the, the, the D23 gold was something you could bid on. Like it was one of those D23 events. Like, remember when we were D23 Gold members and we tried to do a yeah, D23 we, we Gold event? Yeah, we tried to event? do one event at Epcot and it sold out in like 30 seconds. It wasn't even at Epcot. I thought it was like a movie no, at it, Disney it, Springs it or was, something. It was, it was at was, Epcot. Oh. It was one of those like wine tour things. Yeah. It was just like crazy. There's just crazy, crazy. Uh, it's worse than a ADR. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, the, the AP preview sold out within 90 minutes. So if you didn't get your AD pre- AP preview date, I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, we did. <laughs> no, uh, I feel bad. We happened to see on Twitter that it was open before we got the email. So we we, we had a heads up on doing it. So yeah, we were I, I saw the blog Mickey Twitter post at like 9.02. Yeah. And then our email didn't come in until eight minutes later. And I mean, they lasted for an hour and a half, which is a surprising amount of time. Yeah. But... I would I would think that the annual pass holder is the biggest block. Because there's there's more annual pass holders than there are DVC. There's more, you know... I'm just guessing. I'm pulling those numbers out of my butt. Anyway, what's the next thing? Um, To to add on to that, cast member previews have started as of today. Um. Ooh. And I haven't seen anybody spoil anything yet. How do you spoil a roller coaster? Story elements, who's included. 
I, I don't know, ride-through POVs, although if any cast member were to somehow record it and post it, they'd probably get terminated on the spot. I so. kind of feel like during the Ratatouille, didn't they have them put their cell phones in bags or something like that? I don't know. There was something... I think so, and honestly, I feel like they should do that for everybody yeah. who's who's previewing it. It's I like mean, absolutely I don't, no footage needs you know to be what? coming out if, of this if, before if, the ride opens. I am so unlike you. I will watch a preview, and I will still enjoy it. It's like watching it is not the same as riding it you are different you don't ride the rides so i might ride this one i haven't decided yet okay but we'll see we'll see on may 18th how i feel if you want zach to ride the ride send us a a comment (laughs) either on youtube or on our email don't do disney at gmail.com all right what's next uh hong kong disneyland is going to reopen on april 21st after a nearly four-month closure due to COVID lockdowns initiated by rising cases. Nice. So at this point in time, what's closed then? If this Shanghai is the one that's closed, right? Shanghai is, is currently closed because of their COVID thing. Hong Kong is reopening, right? I honestly don't know. Yeah, we reported on this very show. <laughs> I mean, we didn't report. We read what somebody else reported. Anyway, uh, there you go. Expedition Everest uh, reopened on April 16th. That was yesterday, as of the day we're recording. Uh, as included with Genie Plus until early August. And I just want to pat myself on the back here. If you'll recall from last week's show, there was much sturm and drum about the... Uh, Disney had removed the late April date from the website and people were saying, oh, Expedition Everest is going to be closed indefinitely. And I said, they're just changing. They just changed the date. They let them make an announcement for God's sakes before you decide that. And of course, here we go. After all of that whining, here we go. April 16th. Already open. As far it was as, supposed yeah. to be today, I think, but it opened yesterday. And okay. based on people who have ridden it, I was correct. Disco Yeti has not been fixed. Yeah, of course they're not going to fix that. Unless they come out with some crazy... No, but, it, you know, roller coasters are, are dangerous things that have to be maintained. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, yeah. Anyway, uh, go ahead. What's next? Uh, World of Color, which is Disney California Adventure Park's color, nighttime show, color, uh, color. is returning on April 22nd. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it will be using a virtual queue system. Uh, signups for that will start at noon. You have to have already entered DCA or yep. park hopped from... Do they call it Magic Kingdom there? Yeah. Park hopped from Disneyland's Magic Kingdom uh, by noon to get in. I think maybe they call that Disneyland. If you don't get into the virtual queue, uh, there are still traditional viewing areas. You will have to speak to a cast member at Paradise Pier, um, and they will let you know if there is any availability for walk-ups. Yeah, also, this does not exclude those dining packages, so you can still... You don't have to join a virtual queue if you're going to dine at Carthay Circle or any of the the restaurants over at DCA that give you a, a... a package like there is there mm-hmm. are viewing packages like we did ours at Carthay Circle. Right? Yes. Um, so those are unaffected by this. But I, I did see some confusion online. People were saying, well, why aren't they using Genie Plus for this? Why are they using virtual queues? I think the very simple answer there is why would you want you, you would basically be requiring people to give up one of their two hour windows in order to book a, a nighttime show. Right. As opposed is like that. That seems like a bad use of your Genie Plus, right? If you you want to queue for another ride so that you can then have another one two hours later and, you know, having to, at noon, waste one of your two-hour blocks for a, an 8 p.m. show seems un, un, uneventful or whatever. So this is the case of Disney doing what was right, right? They were they were being fair. Uh, pianist K. 
Carol Stein, who previously performed as part of the Comedy Warehouse at Pleasure Island. I did not know that. I did not know that either. And I heard that when I was when I was uh, watching the food blog news video for this week. I'm like, oh, and I, so I'm glad that you're getting to read this because I I didn't know if you'd yeah. ever seen Carol Stein at Pleasure I had. Island. I just didn't know it was her. Uh, I mean, I went to the Comedy Warehouse many, many times, so I'm assuming that I heard Carol. Uh, also, uh, Carol Stein, I'll finish this in a second, but Carol Stein was at, uh, it wasn't a pen event. It was something in the world show place where we were looking at a gingerbread house Festival or something. Festival of the Holidays. Festival of the Holidays. And she was playing there. Um, Cause it was like, hi, I'm Carol. Remember? Yeah. Anyway, she's a very perky woman. Um, but she's also been playing at the Rose and Crown and beneath the UK Pavilion Gazebo for a while. Uh, she's now been moved, which uh, if you follow her on Instagram, you already knew this, that she was going to be moving to the American Adventure Rotunda uh, Sunday through Thursday, alternating with the Voices of Liberty. So if you would like to see Carol Stein, a very talented Disney pianist, um, then check out the show times over at the American Adventure Rotunda. I, I, I'm trying to remember. Did you know that that was Carol Stein from the Comedy Warehouse when we saw her at the no, World Show Place? No, did not. No. You just thought it was some really perky cast member named Carol playing the piano? Yeah. <laughs> um, also returning on April 27th, being resurrected from the grave for the umpteenth time. You mean the 22nd? Excuse me. Yes, the 22nd. Numbers mm-hmm. are hard. Mm-hmm. Um, is the Main Street Electrical Parade at Main Disneyland. Street Electrical Parade. This is its 50th anniversary. So, I mean, I guess I'm okay with them dragging it out of storage. Although, I don't know that I've ever seen the Main Street Electrical Parade other than videos. I was, I was, I was, I was, uh, what's that called? The Baroque Hoedown, I think is I the, uh, the name of that song. Um, uh, yeah. but if you're a, if you're a popcorn bucket fan, there's an Elliot the Dragon popcorn bucket mm-hmm. and a light up turtle sipper that are included as part of the merchandise collection. And it seems like Disney learned from their mistake with the figment popcorn bucket as the Elliot the Dragon popcorn bucket will be available at multiple locations oh, throughout nice. Disneyland. Nice. So you don't you're not going to have a giant line snaking from one single place within the park. Cool. Uh, on April 20th, a salt and straw is going to be opening at Disney Springs here in Florida. There's already a salt and straw at downtown Disney and Disneyland. But now we get ours opening here uh, and not a moment too soon. I miss uh, what was the other one? The, the, the crazy one that we uh, went to one time. But it Ample was really Hills. Good. Ample Hills. It was really good. So, I mean. That's my biggest complaint with Disney Springs is there's not a great ice cream place. So hopefully I mean, Salt and Straw will meet that. There's Ghirardelli, but it, it just has standard ice cream flavors. Uh, yeah. From what I, I've I've seen, Salt and Straw has very unique flavors, and mm-hmm. it's also going to have some flavors that are unique to Florida. Yeah, like moss and alligator and humidity. I have I have no idea if there's a moss now. You know, that'd be so good. I would buy that. Uh, and then finally, what do we have? Um, create Your Own Treats, which was not something I knew that actually ever existed, mm-hmm. have returned to Goofy's Candy Company at Disney Springs. So Goofy's Candy Company, if you don't know where that's out, it's it's right across from the Christmas store uh, on the backside of the Star Wars store next to the pen trading place. So it's kind of like over the bridge, 
And then uh, over there, the Goofy's uh, candy store, which at, at first glance appears to just kind of be a Disney Springs version of the sweet shop from Main Street, right? It's mm-hmm. like it's got the same kind of, you know, rainbow color M&Ms and cotton candies and things like that. But uh, apparently you can, high, you know, uh, customize caramel apples, uh, Rice Krispie treats, uh, marshmallows, cake pops of either red velvet or chocolate. I, I don't know why they break those out because red velvet is chocolate. Red velvet is just red colored devil's food cake. But anyway, uh, there you go. If you, if you want to create something great for yourself, uh, go over to Goofy's Candy Company at Disney Springs. Actually, don't go there because it's not very good. Just, you have better. you ever had one of their create your own treats? I've had a caramel apple from, and I've had their Rice Krispie treats. But have you designed it? I don't think it's going to taste any different than I designed it. Look it's at like, my. There's only one way to find out. Oh, well, I guess we have to go. What are the <laughs> toppings? Let's see. They have anything? Oh, they do have the crushed Butterfinger. That would be a good topping. Yes. Food Blog got a Rice Krispie treat with milk chocolate and Butterfinger, and yeah, they said it was very good. Okay. All right. Well, those are the things happening uh, this week. Also, Earth Day is happening on the 22nd. It's happening. Tw- it's being celebrated 21st. all week. Yeah. Uh, Earth Day, in case you don't know, is Animal Kingdom's birthday. So uh, there's probably going to be some uh, surprise merchandise that will show up uh, at Animal Kingdom. They kind of do that every year. Like there's just like, hey, it's a T-shirt or something that shows up for their birthday. And I never get one because we're never there. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, animal and, and some new Earth Day treats are coming to Animal Kingdom this week. But it's a podcast. What are we going to tell you about treats? So anyway, let's talk about the biggest story of the week, which was the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. There was a lot of excitement about this online from a lot of different places, a lot of anger about this from a lot of different people who didn't get their emails in time to get their reservation for the ride. Uh, And, you know, people, uh, angry D23 Gold members who weren't able to to get into the the queue in the right time. I kind of feel, I don't know, I have mixed feelings on this. What are your feelings on this? Because, go ahead. What, what are your feelings? So, it's no secret that the, the Walt Disney Company is not great with technology. <laughs> this is true. I'm... I, I, I can see a little bit of, of, of everybody's opinion in that an operation this big should be able to handle something as simple mm-hmm. as sending out a mass email. <laughs> I, I I feel like they succeeded at sending out a mass email where I think they failed was they gave us a warning email. And then the next thing, bam, here was the, you need to click now and sign up. I wish there had been an intermediary email saying signups will open on X date. Kind of like they do with pen events, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, Okay, just so you know, pass holders, you're, you're going to get your email, right, uh, that signups are going to open tomorrow at 11 a.m. or you know, a, a week from Friday at 11 a.m., something that you you had more of a chance for people to go. They already have that that queue technology that they use on Shop Disney as well as the pin events where you wait in the room and then you're... They they, they used it for this too. Um, but you had to know ahead of time, but the emails came out after it had opened. Right. Right. So... I mean, it, it took yeah. us... Well, it took me because I made the reservation. It took me 30 seconds maybe to get through the queue, whereas people who got in it even 20 minutes later were in a tens of thousands of people queue. Yeah. So I, I feel like 
maybe giving us a little bit more of a heads up than what they did uh, would have eased some of those problems, especially the D23 gold folks that were paying for it. Right. right. It's, it's like, like if you're paying yeah. the D23 gold cost, which mm-hmm. granted is not. It's like a hundred bucks a year. It's not yeah. exorbitant, but yeah. you're still paying for it. Yeah. But yeah, but not having a, a heads up on it's going to open at this. Or maybe they did. Maybe D23 had. Or, the, or maybe they were trying to weigh the pros and the cons and they thought that giving people a heads up would lead to, you know, 50 yeah. billion people in the queue at 9 a.m. on Friday, yeah. which would have just ended up pissing everybody off to, to begin with. I mean, with. it's the age old problem, right? Disney has a product that a lot of people want and there's not enough product to go around for every single person to get it, right? That's just... It has always been thus, right? You, 21 million, I'm sure at this point in time, 22, 23 million people a year go to Walt Disney World, and there's just not enough hotel rooms and things to go around and dining reservations and things like that. That's that's why they're so difficult to get is because there are a lot of people going to Disney. And so managing that becomes this balance of how do you allow people to experience, experience something it. without... Yeah. diminishing the experience due right. to capacity, which is another topic in and of itself related to the parks. But right. I don't think that... No, wait, wait, wait. What does that mean? Because you can't... Like, how do you... Are you implying that they need to increase capacity in the parks? No. I mean, the the parks are not back at full capacity, but on crowded days, they're... Okay, but... All right, I guess I'm rephrasing... Let me rephrase it this way. Uh, the Magic Kingdom is kind of a big circle, right? Mm-hmm. There's no... And in order to put a new attraction in the Magic Kingdom, you're going to have to, like, step outside of that circle, like they did with Tron, right? This, like, Tron is on the other side of the train tracks, uh, and, and they had to do all kind of, like, moving the retention bonds around and... and Take and the precious it. Walt Disney World Railroad down for four years right. and counting. But uh, there's not much more you could do to the kingdom. It's like there's no unclaimed space in the kingdom that you could just put in another attraction. So it's like the magic kingdom is pretty much as big as the magic kingdom is ever going to be. So, you know, unless you take out the, the raceway and put in something nice there, but anyway, but, but my point is, is that there's nothing really you can do that's going to be like, Oh, I'll just open up this whole new land. And now I have more room in the park for more people. So you can't increase the capacity of the magic kingdom. So what, I mean, you see what I'm saying? It's so. My question is, what do you what do you want them to do? I don't know. I don't know that if they had whatever the start date of the the AP previews is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they had gone seven days a week until the ride opens on May 27th. If you could have fit in every pass holder who wanted one, yeah, because I don't know that you could. I, I've seen several reports so far from the cast member previews that it's already gone down. Even if it's just a little bit here and there, that adds up. Yeah, that's going to eat into everybody else's time. Mm-hmm. So, and I know, I know, like if we go over and it's down, it's like I'm going to be pissed. Now, at some point, right, you have to open it to the public, right? Because right. there, it's great that pass holders get to experience it ahead of time. That's a great perk of being a pass holder. But then there are people who are taking their once in a life Disney trip and paying tens of thousands of dollars to stay there, and they're like, wait, why? These, these people are riding this ride. Why can't I ride this ride? I paid to be in here today. It's like, why can't I ride that ride? So I feel like it's a, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation here where, you know, you, you have this very limited product 
and you have a huge demand for it and trying to balance that, you're always going to end up with someone being upset. Right. And then the only two levers Disney has to pull are capping attendance, which they're never going to do. Or raising prices. Or raising prices, which they do. And every time they do, people whine and moan about it online. Now, I will say that they are capping attendance more nowadays. I feel like this, this spring break period here, they have been capping attendance on numerous days. There have been numerous days where there are no park reservations available on, in, on any bucket. And that, to me, that's capped, right? It's like, right. we're not going and, to allow anyone else to go there. And we know, one of the executives said, they are not back at full capacity in the parks right now. It feels like it because not everything has reopened. So you mm-hmm. don't have a lot of the big people eaters like some of the shows and whatnot aren't yeah. running. So it feels like there's more people in the park because mm-hmm. there are they're, they're just crowded in all the choke points. Yep. But then it's like, I don't know that I want the parks to go back to full capacity. I mean, I've never been at Magic Kingdom when they've shut the gates mm-hmm. and told people, we have three other parks you can go to. You can't come into the Magic Kingdom right now. There are yeah. too many people here. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I ever want to be. That's wall-to-wall people. It is. I've been there. The gay days here in Florida, oftentimes caps early in the day, like at around 10 a.m. or something, in in the before times. Now, this year, they're going to have to have reservations, right? Park Mm -hmm. reservations, so it would cap ahead of time. Uh, Anyway, the point, let's get back to Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians (laughs) of the Galaxy, uh, like I said, we got our reservation for May 18th, so we will get to ride it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm curious, though, um, you said you might ride it. I may ride it. Now, you also said earlier that you don't want to be spoiled and you don't want to see any ride footage. My question to you is, how would you gauge that it's tame enough for you to ride without actually seeing the the ride footage that you don't want to see? <laughs> I mean, if a, a cast member or something describes it as tame, uh-huh. that's, that's one thing. Okay. But... That's completely different from being told, hey, so-and-so appears at this point in the launch. Okay. It's like, I I don't know. I am very spoiler-averse mm-hmm. to everything. Okay. I, I, I don't want to know the ending. I don't want to know who the... dies. I don't want to know whatever it is. I will watch the, the videos. I will, I will, I will take that bullet. I'll watch the videos, the the ride previews, <laughs> and see whether I think you can ride it or not. Because I know, yeah, I feel that you're fine with Seven Dwarves, Mine Train, the Barnstormer. Uh, you, although you haven't ridden it, I'm fairly sure you'd be okay on Slinky Dog. Um, you know, the rides that I wouldn't think that you would be okay on would be Thunder Mountain, Space Mountain, Everest, uh, Mount Ever, you know, Expedition Everest. Uh, probably just those three. As far as rock and roller coaster, yeah, rock and roller coaster. Although it's a very smooth ride, as is Expedition Everest. Um, I don't even if I work my way up to those other coasters, yeah, I don't ever want to ride Space Mountain because we already have back and neck problems from our car accident. I would would never, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll never ride Space Mountain again. As as an adult, I can't ride Space Mountain. My my bones are not made to to take that rickety jerky thing um i I loved it as a kid but yeah is that that true for the matterhorn when we get back to disneyland um because i've heard it's as bad if not worse i I think that the benefit of the matterhorn is you can see what's coming so you can brace yourself for those those Mm. dips and those jumps he's like space mountain is is largely in the dark so you'll have a sudden plunge you know and, and without knowing that it's coming but i feel like um yeah i would ride the bob the the matterhorn just because i you know, I've ridden Space Mountain a thousand times, so it's like I've only ridden the Matterhorn right. probably five or six times. Matterhorn isn't our 
yeah. isn't at our local parks, so it's not something we can just go do. Exactly. I'm really looking forward to Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, if you got your reservation and you're looking forward to it, let us know in the comments or send us an email. And Don't if do you will, uh, if you will be at Epcot on yeah. May 18th mm-hmm. for your preview, that's right. Uh, let us know. We'll come say hi. We will. We'll be there, and we might say hi. I don't know that we're going to track you down to say hi. <laughs> but we could prearrange someplace to, to meet, preferably someplace with drinks. Hmm, someplace with drinks at Epcot, mm-hmm. if only there were some of those. You say that, but I really do feel that Epcot needs a general Like bar. an actual sit-down bar? A general, like we were at a layover in Atlanta, not a layover, we, we, we got to the Atlanta airport early for our flight back yesterday, and we needed to kill a couple hours, and there was... There was a lounge there. Mm-hmm. You could just sit there and have you know a few drinks while you wait for your flight to load or whatever. But I feel like Epcot needs that. There's not a sit-down, lovely bar at Epcot. Rose and Crown is a stand-up, and you have to fight in crowds to get up to it, right? Uh, the Casa de Tequila or whatever has no seating. Well, it does, but it's very limited seating. But even outside in Mexico, those tables have no seats. Adam. I just feel like it's a lot of standing at Epcot. They need more seats. <laughs> or, or I can do that thing. Like there was one guy on our Keys of the Kingdom tour that had like a little portable chair that like folded up to like an umbrella. You size. have that little Zuka thing you bought for the pin events. I know. And I'm going to get to use it this year at the pin events. And you're going to be so jealous. Um, I can also buy one. I do have the ability. I told you you should got them during the pandemic when they were cheap. Anyway, uh, that's the Guardian. That, that was fun. Let's, that, that's great about Guardians of the Galaxy. Do you have anything else to add about the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind? No, I'm, I'm excited for it. Okay. It's, it's been a long time coming and, You know, I know there's already some naysaying about the whole experience not looking as good as it did. And you know what? Just looking as good as it did where? In the concept art. Uh, The concept art is art. That's in the title of it. Yes, I know. And honestly, you know, until you experience it for yourself, just shove off with your negative opinions, please. (laughs) It's it's almost as if you're aiming that at a YouTuber. It's weird. It's almost as if you saw a YouTuber complain about that, and now you're aiming those comments at him. That it's just general. There's just mm-hmm. no. There's no need for it. Okay. Uh, let's skip over that because we're running uh, out of time here. Let's just jump directly into our heroes and villains of the week. This is an odd number show, so we start with our villains this time. Uh, so, Zach, who was your villain of the week? My villain we've already talked about was oh. the reservation system and email snafu for the uh preview the various previews of of guardians i just disney please get your shit together yeah i I feel bad there's a lot of our friends on twitter that we you know regularly interact with on twitter that said they didn't get their emails in time like by the time they got their email the the, yeah i told I, i told a couple friends of ours about the previews being live and they were like thank you for telling us because we never would have seen this but if you weren't on twitter and you didn't see that then you know you're you're kind of I mean, it, I just happened to be looking at Twitter at the time and just happened to see it right then. Mm-hmm. I mean, we would have gotten the email, but yeah, yeah right. but yeah, Disney, my, come on, be, my, be, be better. <laughs> my villain of the week is, I hate to say this because it sounds, it sounds one way and I really don't mean it this way, but it's, it's the media. Um, it's the false equivalency that I see going on right now in, on the news channels about the protest over the Florida legislation, the, the don't say gay bill. There's all kinds of stories today talking about this massive protest that happened against Disney, you know, about Disney speaking out against the bill that they were, you know, protesting. It was 20 people 
20 people standing outside of Disney Springs on 535 holding up signs and they called the media to come and film them there and they did their stories about it. They were only there for a couple hours. And I feel like that pales in the comparison to the walkouts that we had from Disney employees, uh, things that, you know, people that were supporting, uh, you know, Disney making a stand against it. And then we're kind of using this false equivalency and going like, see, there's people protesting. And it's, it was like 20 something people, like it, it, dozens of people. As, as yeah, I saw, was, was that the one that I showed you yesterday yeah. where people were like, can't get into Disney. I'm like, there's like four entrances onto Disney property and they're blocking one of them. I mean, I'm, I'm old school, right? I've gone through uh, the Disney gay days since they started. And there's always been protesters at Disney gay days. You won't know that there's protesters at Disney's gay days because Disney world is private property. They don't allow you to protest on Disney property. So you cannot cross into Disney property and stand in front of the ticket booth, uh, you know, at the ticket and transportation center and protest. They will remove you. Or wasn't there some guy, holding up a sign for uh for for there's Trump a, on yeah. Splash Mountain and he was escorted yeah, from the park. Exactly. Yeah. You're not allowed to it's just it's against Disney rules and you can't protest on, on property. So the best that you can do is set up on the public sidewalks out in front of any of the Disney World entrances. Well, the only real entrance that is on kind of a road that you could get to is 535. Because a lot of the other entrances require you to be on the interstate. So it's like there's very few places that you can protest outside of Disney and, you know, with the Disney stuff in the background. And that Disney Springs one is is pretty much the prime one. And if you've ever gone gone past that corner, it's a very small entrance. There's only two corners there. It's like it really wouldn't house more than a couple hundred people if it was jam-packed, right? So you can never have a huge uh, protest on Disney property. But it always gets reported as like this big thing that there's, you know, huge protest against uh, as people go to Disney. Well, I guarantee you, the people that were at the kingdom that day did ne- never saw these protesters. They were not in their way. They didn't see them at all. It's like, that's just not a thing. Um, anyway, shame on you for making that false equivalency. It's like, yes, there are usually two different sides to an argument, but that doesn't mean that there are two equal sides to an argument. And in this case, uh, it feels like the protest against Disney not saying anything were much, much bigger than the protest against Disney for saying something. I'll get off my soapbox now. Who's your hero of the week? Uh, my hero of the week is everybody, the Imagineers, all the behind the scenes people, all the cast members who have been working on Guardians and are finally getting to see everything they've worked for open up here real soon okay uh i had one hero but i think i'm going to change it right now uh i'm doing this live we're doing it live we're doing it live uh there is a story that i just read about a lady who uh bedazzles popcorn buckets from disney and sells them uh let's see let me find her. Uh, say something while I look. Say something while I look. There we go. Uh, thank you. Thank you for filling in for me. While You're I, welcome. While I thank you. So was I. I, I was distracted by the by the headline. Okay. Her name is Jessica Fain. Uh, she has a website. Uh, I forget what it's called, like Fantastic Creations or something like that. But she basically hand bedazzles popcorn buckets and. Uh, uh, glasses or in other Disney merchandise and then sells them. You can buy custom orders from her and everything. That's the way you do it, Disney resellers. See, she's actually adding value to something. She's actually doing something to that product to make it worthy of her reselling, not just going to the park, buying a damn popcorn puppet and then puck, 
popcorn bucket and then raising the price by 50% or 200%. So it's like, she's my hero of the week. That's the way you do it, resellers. If you want to resell stuff from Disney, then add some value to it. Don't just buy something that anyone could buy and try to make a buck off of it. Now, aren't you still violating the terms of your annual pass if you've used your discount? Uh, she does not live in Florida, so I don't know that she has an, oh. an annual pass. And I mean, you can, well. I don't know that she, you're assuming that she used her, I don't think you can use your annual pass discount on a food stand for a popcorn bucket. That's true. That's so, true. yeah, I think in this case, uh, she's in the clear. So it's like, this is not something that she bought with her discount. So anyway, congratulations to you, Jessica Fain. You're my hero of the week. So. All right. Uh, if you like what we do here on this little podcast, uh, we also have a YouTube channel. It's called WDW Aristocrats, where we talk about Disney pins and Disney pin trading. Uh, we have another video coming out soon with another mystery box collection that we found, uh, the Chinese New Year one that we really liked. So we're going to be doing some mystery boxes on that. Uh, and uh, you may be watching this podcast on that channel right now because we also put the video version of this podcast on our YouTube channel. If you are only know us from the YouTube channel and you're watching this podcast now, hey, guess what? There's an audio version of this podcast available over on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere you find good podcasts uh, or bad podcasts, all podcasts, really. <laughs> you can find us. Just look up Don't Do Disney and uh, we will show up there and uh, you can you can listen to us in your car or while you're walking, any, any of those kinds of things. So uh, I think that's it. If you want to email us, you can do so. Don't do Disney at gmail.com. And uh, I guess all we want you to know is that you're really, really. Uh, oh, now I've, <laughs> I've tied myself in this. You can't do oh, it. I can't do it. What I want to say is don't do Disney without us. 